The Retro Lounge is a look back into the archives of the Recruiters Lounge podcast with Jim Stroud and Karen Matinen. The Recruiters Lounge podcast posted weekly between the years of 2005 and 2010. With energy, wit, and opposite points of view, <laughs> Jim Stroud and Karen Madden discussed, debated, and squabbled like children over HR issues that affected the workplace and society overall for the benefit of all who would listen. On this episode of the Recruiter's Lounge, which originally aired, uh, let's see here, September 11th, well, 2009, and this is the... Uh, uh, the original description. In episode 131, Jim Stroud and Karen Matten discussed the financial consequences that come to companies when employees have a conscience. Plus, a lot of rambling about sourcing and social media and errors and omissions insurance. Do you know how well or how little you are really covered? But you want to know what Jim thought was most interesting? The curious case of a certain woman who sued her college because she could not find a job. Weird. Tune in now to the Recruiters Lounge podcast, which will begin right after this word from our sponsor. Launching an innovation in HR tech is no small feat. With all of the noise and countless vendors in the market, sometimes the most promising innovations don't get the chance they deserve to impact HR. And while early and growth stage founders are highly innovative, most aren't experts at scaling revenue to drive growth and support their vision, which can mean the end of the road for many startups. That's where Pure ACV comes in. We've had the great fortune of working with some of the most innovative brands in HR tech for over three decades to build compelling messaging and solid scalable teams that drive growth, giving these innovations a chance to impact how HR is done. To learn more, visit us at pureacv.com. Hi, I'm Jim Stroud. And this is Karen Matten, and welcome to the Recruiter's Lounge. The Recruiter's Lounge is a podcast of news, interviews, and commentary on the recruiting industry. And it was designed with you in mind. So sit back, relax, and enjoy your time in the Recruiter's Lounge. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. Welcome hey, Jim, to... Uh, before you start this podcast, uh, I yes. got a question to ask you. Remember that thing you were telling me about, that thing? What thing? Uh, that we were talking about and. I was telling my friend about it. It was the one about the thing that this that thing that you were talking you about. You the thing the thing. What are you talking what about? What are you talked about on 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 Starbucks? That one. When I was telling you. Yeah. That my one. secret I weapon. Friend about it. Can you can you talk about that? My secret weapon. I told you not to tell anybody about. Oops. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Got it more. But come on. What, what's that thing called? Well, if you don't tell anyone, it's called talent hook. Yes, yes, yes. Talent Hook is it's a great tool. I can search uh, 1,850 plus internet resume resources, pay boards, free boards, search engines, niche sites. Um, I can automate it. It's OFCCP uh, compliant too, isn't it? And it is OFCCP compliant. I don't tell people about Talent Hook because that's how I get my work done. I'm able to do other things uh, like this podcast, for example. So don't tell people about Talent Hook. I'm trying to keep it to myself. Uh, okay. All right. Now let's start the show. Hey, Jim, wait, wait, before we go on, because you know I told everybody already, so it might as well just... www.talenthook.com, T-A-L-E-N-T-H-O-K.com, Talent Hook, Sorry. just like it sounds. I apologize, okay? Yeah, 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 yeah. On with, on with the show.
gentlemen, if you are just now tuning in, the show just started, but prior to the show, Karen was working my nerves. <laughs> but it's just another episode of the Recruiter's Lounge. How's that for honesty? See, I'm honest with you. Oh, God. You know what? You know what? He is not asking for new people, okay? This is just who he is. He's just a uh, happy person. Me, I am not an happy person. You're driving yeah, me nuts. Person. We we are for people who don't know, who, which obviously are people who don't listen to us on a regular basis. We are like two siblings in the backseat of a car. Mommy, me. And the whole thing about it is, she just admit that when she's wrong, uh, we probably get along a lot better. I never wronged you. See, there you go. <laughs> I'm sorry. There you go, right there. But we're not gonna get into that right now. <sighs> we're gonna get into something else. Um, okay. Actually, you know what? Yeah, Holly's around the corner. I'm looking to get a new computer. Actually. I'm sorry. Yeah, well, um, yeah. And I, I, well, did you just buy one? No, I didn't just buy one. You thought you did? No, 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 no. Was that like not last year that you just did? No, that, the computer. The last computer that I bought was like three, three, four Christmases ago. Three Christmases okay. ago. Okay. Yeah. It so was, that's, yeah, it's time for a new one. It should last longer than three years. I, the thing is, I, I didn't really want to get. I'm, I'm debating getting a Mac. This is so un- no, HR related. No, you don't want a Mac. No, I was, I'm telling you, I want a hybrid of a Mac and Windows. I might get like a. This is totally too geeky for the show, but I saw this article where Citrix? where Dell is charging people if you don't want to get Vista, which is where I was trying to go with this conversation. Mm-hmm. If you don't want to get Vista and you want XP, mm-hmm. and they're going to charge you $150. Actually, all of the other companies are working with you on that. IBM, Dell, I just saw a really great post on that because, you know, they're supposed to upgrade. Well, every one of the companies is saying, if you don't want Vista, they'll work with you to allow you to maintain having XP. And you have to contact them, and they'll work with you on it. Yeah. Well, you know, early in the early this year, probably not even too far, probably three, four months ago, it was only like $50 to get downgraded to Vista on a new computer. Now it's up to 150 well, I know. I think IBM and a few of those others might be cheaper. If, I don't know why Dell's doing it so expensive. I thought some of them were free, actually. Mm-hmm. But the fact is, at least they're still doing it because I know Microsoft was saying they were trying to nix it and say no. So I know Microsoft has been the one has caused a little grief on that. And I'll tell you right now, I mm-hmm. I buy a new computer. I definitely will not buy a Vista. Okay, that's my personal opinion. Well, I mean. You know what? I've seen Vista. I've worked on Vista, you know, because I used to work there, of course. But they have a lot of nice things about it. I'm just, yes. I guess I just prefer XP. I don't know. I mean, I know there's some nice things, but it's just so ornery. Now, can I make a suggestion to people who are buying laptops? I got mm. this one fantastic tip from a friend of mine. Actually, he's actually one of my associates, and he used to work with manufacturers. I used to make computers, okay? And one of the things he said, that never buy one of those flexible um, computers. If flexible, it's flexible computers. And, you know, malleable, you know, it's not hard, it's not really solid. You would think that that would be a better way to go because you could make it move a little bit and it'd be kind of dent-worthy. But the problem with that, he said, is that when it's flexible like that, the jacks tend to pop out or move faster. All of those things that you plug your ports into, they end up, coming out or getting dislodged and you're always having to be sending it to tech support to get fixed. Hmm. 
And it makes sense, you know, because like when it's solid, you know it's stuck in there. But when it's malleable, you can see it would be able to warm a little bit. Hmm. So that's just a tip for the day. Well, this is turn. This has been a geek show so far. I guess it's, cool. I'm getting to become a geek. You know, if you become a geek, go to my other site. I guess because I because I was writing on my uh, people who don't know, I have another blog called iliveonline.net, and that's why I'm in the mind of this. And I'm not show. a geek, believe me, but that's okay. <laughs> no, but we're, we're trying to turn you to the to no, light. No, thank you. I'm, I'm, I'm going to turn one. you to the light. <laughs> hey, I just finally getting Twitterized, okay? Oh my gosh, I mean, that was painful too. Hey, Tweety Bird is a little cool, okay? I'm getting to recognize. I thought, how long ago did I tell you about Twitter? Oh, uh, when it first came out. Yeah, okay. and I still kind of think it's kind of silly at times. Mm, whatever. Well, right. I, today, honey. Well, let's I talk about. Let's talk to school. I washed the car and changed the flat all by myself. That was a Vaseline commercial, by the way. <sighs> Now switching to HR and recruiting related topics. But before you go, can I just tell everybody all those one? Well, we got, I haven't gone anywhere yet. So what? All those one-liners and Tweety Bird—they totally making me a comedian. Tweety like, Bird. Tweety Bird. I call it Tweety Bird. Oh Lord. Back to recruiting. Let <laughs> me forget what I was going to bring up. Oh, okay. <laughs> there is a website okay. out there accusing companies of hiring illegal immigrants. And I was reading this article, and for those who want to read the same article I looked at, it's the is it address. A private site? No, no, it's, not, it's a public site. The, ad, the address. Hold on. The address to the article that I read about this is budurl, like the beer, <laughs> budurl.com slash n-e-h-m. Budurl.com slash n-e-h-m. Can I ask you a question? What? Who makes Bud URLs? Is like that I know Tiny URL just Tiny URL, but is it like BudURL.com or what is it? It's BudURL.com, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. okay, See, go ahead. That's another iliveonline.net question. Because I use Tiny URLs. So I was just curious. Right. Go ahead. Okay, anyway, the the site um, reports, it's a whistleblower site, and it, sells, it, it reports on companies that, that allegedly employ illegal immigrants. And they mention companies oh, like Children's Pride, Swift and Company. I hate sites like that. But but the thing about it, um, some of these um, companies that they're mentioning as uh, having been arrested for immigration violations and document fraud around that did not do it. See, that's why I that's hate things like that. So here's a tip to anyone who wants to start a whistleblower site. Get your facts straight or you'll be sued out the wazoo. Well, you know, okay, this reminds me of that college site. Um, you know the one that had college rumor or something like that, and it was where these people would go ahead and make a lot of gossip and rumors about specific people on college campuses, okay? Really? That's like for that? Yeah. In fact, it got so bad, though, okay, that the New York, um, this is when Spitzer was still in governor, <laughs> they decided that they were going to do a cease and desist on it because they said they weren't being honest about because they said that they remove information if it's not accurate. I mean, did they mention people's name? Yeah, of course. This reminds me, I mean, I haven't watched the show, but I've just seen commercials about this show, Gossip Girl. Yeah. Is this is this like the Gossip Girl thing? It would be, um, I guess it would be something like that. Maybe that's where the Gossip Girl came about, the image of, or the idea came from. But this was a college site, and I think I have it somewhere in my in my favorites. I keep stuff like that. Hmm. But, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, rumors are spread. Yeah, well, in our industry, <laughs> like, that doesn't happen at all in our industry. <laughs> oh, like, you know, yours truly, that's never happened to yours truly either, right? <laughs> no. Oh, no, of course not. Anyways, 
one of the things that I see in our industry a lot are people always talking about starting sites like that. Hmm. And the people who always talk about starting sites like that are the ones who really should not be starting sites like that. They're the ones who scare me the most. I just don't see why someone would do that without thoroughly... I mean, it's like opening themselves up for a lawsuit. Now, the, the website that we're talking about, even though I gave the URL for the article, the actual website we're talking about is called uh, www.wehirealiens.com. Oh, see, and that's just... See, look, here's the situation why I don't... Like, I have a problem with this, okay? Mm. And I'll give you a certain situation that happened to me, yours truly, okay? Mm. You know, this guy, he has his truth and his belief about what happened, and he's been spreading this rumor about me. But let me give you what the reality is. This guy sends me... The truality? Did you say the truality? The truality. The that's truth a, that's a new word. That's not in Webster. That's a new word. You should that's, my that. that's my word. It's a truality. The truth with reality behind it, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. So this guy says, I want to go ahead and do some recruiting with you. And I want to send you candidates. I said, okay, that's fine. Just don't send me candidates from job boards. I do not utilize job boards. I do not want candidates from job boards. And by the way, look, the industry I'm recruiting on is a little challenging. I, you know what? Do me a favor. Don't even send me a resume. Send me an excerpt or name or something. Or don't even have to send me a name. Just send me a profile so that I could tell you if this guy's good or not. But I don't even need the name or where the person's working, okay? Yeah. He starts sending me resumes. I mean, the guy's slamming me. 10, 20 resumes, all out of that within the next first five minutes. And I'm like, oh, no. And, I mean, all of these came from Monster and Career Builder and all these job boards. So I'm like, look, I'm deleting them. I don't even keep them. I make sure. Did you tell him that you deleted them and you didn't I'm keep them? I'm telling him I'm deleting them. Are you telling him on the, on the air now? Or did you tell I, him he that knew him? I was deleting because I told him that, too. Okay. I don't not information in my data if you're see to me I didn't want to work with this guy anymore and I definitely wasn't going to keep him information in my database okay I try to live by the sword and die by the sword hmm. so he comes back and says can you teach me I said okay I'll teach you so I start trying to tell him what I need so finally he sends this candidate over this candidate was not from a database he actually recruited someone and I mean I'm telling him I can't use this candidate and I'm like, dude, I really can't. I can't place this guy. He says, can you try? Can you try? He even tells the candidate I'm going to call him. He pushes me in a position to have to call the candidate. So finally, I went ahead, and I actually marketed his darn candidate for him, got his candidate in front, in, in front of a client. The client did say no. I told him that. He then sent to me, then I said, look, I can't work with you anymore. You flood me with too much information. I can't place your candidates. I'm sorry. From there on out, he starts telling people that I start using his candidates and I'm submitting his candidates' faces. What? I have deleted every one of his candidates. I had nothing to do with his candidates. And actually, all his candidates were completely out of my field. I do service. They were all in manufacturing. Okay? Wow. And so I'd like... You know what? The true reality is I never touched any of his candidates, never wanted to place any of his candidates, wanted nothing to do with this guy. I tried to explain. I tried to help him out. I tried to be patient because I knew. But he had a chip on his shoulder because he felt that I just wanted. I guess he must have felt like I was taking his candidates and running with them like some people would do, you know? Mm -hmm. Well, he has his truth, though. He really believes this. He's a guy that if he could put his stuff on a site... He would put something about his his version of the truth on this site. 
Wow. And that's the kind of stuff that concerns me. Long story short, I didn't place this guy's candidates. I deleted his guy's candidates. Never made him money in any... In fact, let's be honest with you, I never even placed anybody in the state where any of those candidates came from. Wow. Ever. Wow. Okay? I mean, I can guarantee you that I have never placed anyone in the state of where he sent me all these candidates. He was trying to send me to Arnold, but he sent me candidates based for a specific job. I wonder, is that a form of entrapment when people send you resumes and it's something higher? Absolutely. They know, it can't, no, it's not a form of entrapment if there isn't an actual mutual agreement. They can try, but it's not. Okay, so I can so let's say I, I, I know you are an HVAC recruiter, and I just go online and grab a bunch of resumes and start sending them to you, uh, even if you didn't ask for them. Legally, right. I I could place hundreds and I could place every one of them if I wanted to. Um, this guy and I did actually talk, so he sent them to me with my permission. So at least we had an oral agreement. Right. Okay. So honest, I'm going to respect that out of this guy. At least we did have the formal agreement. Okay. But if but someone if, sends it to you unsolicited, they they can't. But if you send them to me unsolicited, I could do whatever the hell I want with them. Because I now I've heard of stories where uh, recruiters in a search firm. Uh, for example, and won't mention any names, but they just send send these resumes arbitrarily into company databases. You don't have that's, that. That's almost every recruiter he was. <laughs> <laughs> and so, if you say and that's uh, if you see a Java monster, you have a candidate, you mark your company name on it, and you send it in into um, company X, and it's in their applicant tracking system, and the company actually wants to hire that person. Are they trapped in that they have to contact the company? No, they company? don't have to. I mean, the thing about it is, and I think I wrote an article on both your site and my site uh, where I said no contract, no fee. Mm-hmm. I think I mentioned that, too. I mean, if, it's like you send a resume to me. It's like you sending, okay, you know those like, little pantyhose this woman received a free gift from Haynes? Right. Hey, honey, that's exactly what it is. I didn't order it. I didn't ask for it. Thanks for the free gift. So basically, recruiters who are doing that, thinking that they're being slick, uh, are actually throwing money away. Exactly. I mean, it's like, okay, here in California, there are these people who would go up to people's houses and paint their tel- their numbers on their curbs, right? Right. And then come up to the door and ask for some money. Well, A, they have to keep the number because, I mean, either they have to put back the gray as it was or keep the number there. But I don't have to pay you 20 bucks. Right. Because I didn't ask you to. That's, you know, that's, that almost happened to me in India one time. I was in a taxi, and this guy had this monkey, mm-hmm. and he was the monkey was doing tricks, and I would look at the monkey, and so then he wanted me to give him money for my looking at his monkey do tricks. Oh, my God, I didn't ask for the monkey do tricks. He I remember when I, I was a kid, there was a, a parable about that, about the guy who would wake up every morning, and he would smell. This is how the baker's dozen came about, you know, being 13. But every morning he would wake up and he would smell the baking, the aroma, and enjoy the aroma of the baking bread every day. And the guy wanted to charge you, make him pay for the smell because he wasn't buying the bread. You know, mm-hmm. he's like, no, I, I, if I were to buy it, I just get the one. I don't want the whole dozen. Right. The baker said, no, you have to have the whole dozen. And so then they tried to get him for the smell, and then finally the court, it's like they had this little thing that came about, and then the baker's dozen came about, and he was able to get the one from there on out. The baker's <laughs> dozen is 13. But, you know, it's like it's so ironic because you can't charge somebody for the smell, you know, because what the guy tried to do is sue him for, 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 for the smell. For enjoying the smell, but not buying. 
Wow. He's like, I didn't want the whole dozen. I just wanted one, and he wouldn't sell me the one, and the guy didn't want to break the dozen. So that's where the baker's dozen came about, to sell this one. So it was kind of ironic about that. It's like, you know, you got these people who feel, I could just send your resume, but it's so unfair to the candidate. Think about that. That's true, because if a company, uh, if I'm looking at the ATS system and I see that it has a search firm's name on it, and I don't want to incur a fee because I, I may assume that we have a deal with them just because their name is, just because their, their resume is in our ATS system. Um, and then I see the, the other candidates send their resume in without the search firm's header on the on the resume. I might think, okay, I can see this, this candidate here, but because the search firm has also entered it in, I don't want to get into a potential fuss or whatever, Good fight. you know, over this guy and they say I owe them money when the candidate sent me their resume in on their own volition, even though the search firm was trying to be slick by sending in the resume right. on their own. And the thing about it is, and that's the issue, even if, and also, even if the search firm has sent it in and they, let's say, for example, the company doesn't want, have an agreement with search firm A, and they go ahead and look, they, even they want the candidate, they end up still not even hiring the candidate or even looking at the candidate, because, you know what, it's like, I just don't want to deal with any legalist hassles. Even though I know I'm going to win, I just don't want to go through it. And so they just go ahead and forego the candidate and delete the resume. And so to me, and the thing is, it's also breaking laws, too. I mean, when you submit a candidate without ever talking to the candidate and letting him know where you're submitting that candidate, there's high potential in many states that you're breaking comps, what they call privacy. So if someone finds a resume online and just submits it to a hiring manager for a company they work for without actually talking to the candidate themselves, they are they could be liable or breaking no, some kind no, of privacy law? No, no, that's a little different. If they find, okay, let's say that I just do a Boolean search in the line and the resume is just right there, not behind Monster, not behind, because people think, well, just because it's a Monster, it's public. No, actually, that's not true. If it's on Monster, if it's on Career Builder, there is a code of agreement that you guys sign. Well, not, not, well not just down specifically. You mean job boards in general? Any term, yeah. Job boards in general, there's a terms of service agreement for both the candidate and the and the, and the uh, in person who's buying buying or leasing that resume, okay? And they can, they're taking that resume based upon the fact that they bought or are membership or they have a terms of service agreement with that company, right. Monster or whatever job board, and that candidate believes that their information is going to be utilized properly and correctly based upon specific jobs that that person is going to contact them for jobs only, okay? Now, that's just because that's what they are led to believe. There's a what you call a duty of care and responsibility. Now, if you go online doing a Google search and you see this guy's got a blog and he has his resume, pretty much he's put that thing out there, and he he pretty much can do whatever you want with that database, okay? But here's the problem. Some states, like example, California, that states, if you have any data of a California resident in your database, and that can include, and here's the operative word, the or, okay, mm. a name or a telephone number or an email address, that you must inform that person of where their data is going before you go ahead and allow that individual, um, before you submit that information to a third party. Mm. I bet, I bet you the average recruiter even know that. 
But now that's usually if that person's kind of opt in with you, though. Okay. Right. So that's one of the reason. For example, there's a thing called OPA. Every website out there is supposed to have a an agreement. It's called in the privacy term. That's why you see all these sites have this privacy agreement. Right. And then you read and you read about it. That's by law you're supposed to have that because then that's based upon California law, which becomes almost like federal law because it hit, handles it. It doesn't matter if your company or website is in New York or even, by the way, in Denmark. You've got California information on your site, and that person, so let's say I, as a California resident, I go ahead and I click on your site, and you ask me for my email address to sign up then you have to have a disclaimer as what you're going to do with that information. Hmm. Now, with my opt-in information, at all times, I will disclose if I'm going to share my information with you. Now, I had an interesting conversation today with someone. We were discussing lists. I have a quite an extensive list. And we were discussing how with opt-in lists, there is no way that I could ever give an opt-in list or share that opt-in list with that individual. Because when they opted in, they opted in to deal with you specifically, not anyone else. Right. Well, I could lease my list, which means from my own eyes only, if, say, Jim, you wanted me to go ahead, you had this really great article you wanted me to go ahead and you wanted to get out to the world, I could say, okay, for X amount of dollars, I could email people in my list about your, I will do it personally, I can email them for you. That way, my advertising will still get out to the people on your list, but I wouldn't necessarily have access to that thing. Right. And so I can't share. So this person can't let me have her list, and I would not do the same either. Now, if I created a list, say, you know, by hand, manually, without any tools, but I had a list that was not opted in, and it was information that I found from the Internet straight up, I would share that with that individual because they're not opted in yet at this current time, and it's information I found on the Internet. That was collected legally and for specifically, you know, I made sure that I used my own hands to create that. In other words, I didn't use a tool to parse that information. The clock on the wall tells me we're about out of time. Okay. That was very interesting. And, and, and uh, the next episode I'll be, I, you know, I'm multitasking. That was geeky. That was geeky. I was, multi, you know, I was, I was sort of multitasking. Hopefully I didn't show too much, but I just told it myself. So Shut there you go. Did I you even hear what I said? I've heard... Most of it, yes. Oh, and what I heard, I agree. <laughs> Did I do my 20 minutes mandatory? Uh, we went over 20, but it's okay because I missed it up by going geeky in the very beginning anyway. Okay, let's go. Everybody, thank you for listening in. And bye-bye. <laughs> you didn't say bye-bye. Uh-uh. Well, that's it for this show. You've been a wonderful audience. If you like what you heard, love what you heard, or <laughs> just plain hate what you just heard, uh, let me know. Your feedback matters. You can reach me through my website at jimstroud.com slash podcast. That's J-I-M-S-T-R-O-U-D dot com slash podcast. So until next time, I'm Jim Stroud, and you're not. The theme music, Baja Taxi by Brian Bucket, is courtesy of Podsafe Music Network. Find them online at music.podshow.com. And so this ends this edition of the Retro Lounge, home of classic episodes of the Recruiter's Lounge podcast. If you haven't already, uh, subscribe now so you don't miss a future episode. Okay? Cool. Until next time, bye-bye. Bonjour. This is Fabulously Delicious, the French food podcast. 
I'm Andrew Pryor, and every week I bring you the wonderful and fabulous people involved in French food, whether they're here in France like me or from around the world. Each week, we dive into a specific topic, be it a French dish, an ingredient, or a French cuisine cooking technique. My guests are all about French food. So come join me on Fabulously Delicious, the French food podcast. Bon app.